0: You're listening to another episode of the Zach Eckert here Live NLC Convention in Houston. It's Saturday. More pods coming your way. Rachel Brownlow Lund is here, a recent graduate of the 2018 Fellows class in Austin, a Texan for the moment. Let's talk to her. All right, give me the scoop on Institute in Austin. Is it what you thought it would be?
1: I honestly didn't know what to think when... I applied, I had a couple friends who went in to, they were in Institute and one who was on the board. And so I had heard a little bit about it, but all I knew was that it was going to be intense. And so, yes, it was intense. Um, but I really didn't go in with very many expectations. And so I think it, it definitely lived up to everything I thought it would be.
0: So the cheesy Austin tagline is Austin is weird or keep Austin weird. Is NLC Austin equally weird? How would you describe the people in the room with you?
1: Yeah, well, about that, um, Austin. I feel is getting a little bit less weird, of course, as there is more gentrification. Um, we had a really good, a really good group in my NLC class. Uh, one issue, though, and I will just say this because I am now on the board as recruitment chair, and we did have an issue with attracting more men. And so, um, kind of a plug now, if, if we can bring in more men to at least the Austin chapter, then that would be great.
0: And then. Uh- I'm glad you mentioned the, the changing Austin landscape. I, I grew up in Houston, um, so went to Austin in summers for like basketball camp or spring breaks periodically when I was younger. Um, and it was definitely weird, but I can imagine it's changed. So are top of mind issues for folks, affordable housing? Is it transportation? Like what did you hear the most often in the room, L C or what do you hear the most often just out and about in Austin?
1: Out and about. You're always going to hear transportation the most often, I feel. Um, but in the NLC group, it was a little bit different and it was probably affordability.
0: And so, on the transportation piece, is it a case where the elected officials in the city just don't want to do it or they can't muscle together the funds through like different taxes? What's the thing you feel like is preventing like legit mass transit from happening in Austin?
1: I think it's definitely a funding issue. And then also not having an actionable plan. So, I mean, not having an an actionable plan that we can't afford or that people would go and get behind. Have you been to Austin? You said you've been to Austin. It's been a while, but yeah. Okay. So, I mean, we have our highways and there's just really nowhere to expand. And we realize that there's nowhere to expand. And so now everybody is just kind of hoping that people stop moving in, but that's never going to happen. We have, you know, record numbers of people continuing to move in every day.
0: Yeah. I've enjoyed doing these pods because we met yesterday for the first time. You were in a session with me together and then, uh, I think on these, it's an organic conversation. So I guess my question to you is, what do you actually do for work? I don't think I actually answered that officially. What do you get out of bed every morning excited about? What, what is actually happening in your, your day-to-day life?
1: I am a leadership and empowerment coach for millennial women. And so I help ambitious women who want to make a mark on the world and help others and really live a life that inspires them um, to figure out what those big dreams are and to go after them.
0: And do folks find you? Do you find them? How do the uh, how does the relationship come together? We're actually coaching someone.
1: I most of the time I get clients through just one on one networking or you know going to events, and then the biggest way I attract clients is through public speaking.
0: And so when you're meeting someone for the first time, it's like great, you seem like the perfect person for me uh, to have as a coach. I want you in my life. I want you to help me do X, Y, Z. What do you? Then, in your mind, start putting together what's your first or second step for a plan for that person?
1: Well, everything will first start with a strategy call. Um, We just need to figure out first if it's even going to be a good fit. So, I do offer free strategy calls to people who are interested. And in that session, that's when we really dig deep and figure out what these dreams are that people might have heavily buried. And then that's when when we can start to piece out a good strategy and plan for them.
0: And then is there usually a specified amount of time you guys are going to work together because you want to see results in say six weeks or a year? How does that work in terms of the length of relationship?
1: So I work with one-on-one clients, three months, six months, and then a year. And then I also have a group program that's five weeks.
0: And what's been some of your most interesting success stories or most interesting accomplishments you've seen working with folks?
1: Yeah. So Actually, my first client, I'm super proud of her. She was able to triple her earning potential in that first five weeks with me. So that was, that was really exciting. And
0: Was that a matter of you inspiring a different level of confidence? Or was there a different skill set employed that helped her get to that place? What do you feel like really made the difference?
1: It was really tweaking her positioning and marketing.
0: And then longer term, how do you see your business with this evolving? What kind of things you want to add or what kind of things do you want to change now that you've been doing it for a little while?
1: Yeah, longer term, I'd like to start a mastermind. Um, maybe a, I think a year-long mastermind is on the horizon. Do more retreats because right now I am doing the public speaking, but um, I'm just now starting to talk about going in and doing some some workshops at different, different women's retreats. And then another big part is expanding outside of Texas. So right now, all of my clients are in Texas. And Texas is very spread out, but, um, but I would like to get (laughs) to spread out farther than that. Yeah. Yeah, Um, so everything I do is on zoom and it, it is, I, I built it that way intentionally Mm -hmm. so that I can talk with anybody anywhere in the world. Um, but yeah, again, again, right now I'm still, I'm still pretty local.
0: Yeah. And do you self-identify as a, as a solo entrepreneur or a business owner? Like in your own mind, how do you conceive of, of what your places with this work that you're doing
1: yeah so right now i am a solopreneur um like i said leadership and empowerment coach i've been an entrepreneur now for almost 10 years i've not been coaching for 10 years i've been coaching for about two years Mm -hmm. but yeah before that i was an entrepreneur and had some contract workers and interns working with me
0: Got when we come back we'll ask some more questions about leadership coaching i also want to ask about public speaking i'm glad you brought that up Stay tuned, we'll be right back. You're listening to The Zag. Yeah, I feel like people's anxieties about public speaking is well known and real. So when you when you give people advice on public speaking if they ask for it, or even if someone just came up to you and like, oh, I heard you just speak publicly, you were great, and they asked you how you were able to get to that point of being comfortable doing it, what's the one or two pieces of advice you would give to folks about how to be successful at public speaking?
1: Well, there is a really great quote from Barbara Stanley, and she said, "Feel the fear, have the doubts, and do it anyway, or go for it anyway." I think that was the quote. It was, and that really speaks to me. I, you know, I, I just I keep coming back to that quote, really, yeah. um, because with me, I have always been a performer, but I have also always had a lot of fear around performing, and so it has very much been this. Um, Place of feeling that fear and having the doubts and going for it.
0: Nice. One last plug then if someone wanted to find out how to talk to you more about leadership coaching, where can they go? How can they seek you out?
1: Yeah, they can go to my website. It's me to lead.com and just M E number two L E A D.com.
0: Nice. Thanks for joining us. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Zag. We'll have a few more coming before convention wraps, but we actually posted three yesterday and one the day before that with President Mark Riddle. You can find them on Spotify, Stitcher, SoundCloud, iTunes, Google Play, everywhere. Thanks for listening. Until then, we'll catch you soon.